question. Stupidest hobbies or hobbies with the weirdest names? <laughs> Nicole's dad, he even <laughs> talks about this. He's going to a ballooning festival. Yes. He is a balloonist. A balloonist. He is... <laughs> His hobby is hot air balloons, and that is what those things are called, mm-hmm. a ballooning festival. Yes, yes. That sounds like the stupidest thing. Hey, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, I might go ballooning. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here. You found us. You made it. Educated guess. I think you love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have... Drive, Drive Me crazy. crazy! And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave reviews wherever you like if you want to leave a review, and you can reach out to us on Instagram and TikTok, at Romcom Rewind, and we now have an email address! Woohoo! You can email us. Uh, romcomrewind at gmail.com we also had an Instagram message uh, from Abigail hi Romcom Rewind I love your podcast I have a lot of catching up to do I'm already in season 2 but I've been listening to you guys at work every day and it really makes the day go by for me it's weird that people start from the beginning of the podcast I love it I love it too. You know what though? I hope people notice the the growth we've had. <laughs> I was about to say because now I'm thinking back, like you know, month one. I don't think we were as good as we are. You know, we now. hope, we hope, right? Oh, I, I think we've definitely got better. Um, this, I, I, I do remember we've chatted about this previously about how what what movie was it? Oh, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. We've actually recorded an episode before we recorded the episode that we released. Yeah, we did a demo episode just to see how it felt. Yes, yes, because you originally picked a different (sighs) co-host. Drive Me Crazy is a 1999 teen romantic comedy based on the novel How I Created My Perfect Prom Date. The novel's by Tom Strasser. The film was directed by John Schultz. You know John Schultz from uh, Like Mike. Most recently, though, Sarah, A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. Oh, I liked those movies. We know. <laughs> Drive Me Crazy is the story of uh, Nicole, Melissa Joan Hart. She's a high school socialite. Her big mission through the movie is to be asked to the Centennial Gala Celebration by Brad. Yep. The high school jock and all-around pretty boy, you know, the, the person everybody wants. Uh, through a series of events, she ends up scheming up a plan to accomplish this with the help of her, her next-door neighbor. Chase Hammond, who also goes to the same school. It's played by Adrienne Grenier. Or Ad- Adrienne Grenier. Oh, my God. Despite Dude, this whole, the- like, I feel like I need to give you, like, a beret and a baguette. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, they haven't, uh, maybe some camembert, uh, camembert oh cheese. Uh, they haven't spoken in years. Well, I mean, they haven't really hung out in years. They used to be really good friends. He's kind of the rebellious anarchist type. So they're very much opposites. The two find, however, a mutually beneficial agreement to pretend to date. Well, that's the lead-in. What are your thoughts on Drive Me Crazy? Wake up, time zone high. Nicole's got school spirit. I made a model of Centennial last night. I've got the entire thing planned out, every detail. I'm a freak, aren't I? Chase has got an attitude. To make an impact, you have to go to extremes. Suspension. Come on. 
They're next door neighbors and worlds apart. Can you just drop me off here? You heard the man. This is another 90s rom-com. It's the epitome of the 90s. <laughs> they really are their own genre. Like 90s rom-coms are their own genre. But there is the divide, right? Because we just did Hope Floats and that's a serious totally. romance. Mm-hmm. And now this is, th- there was like the romances and the teen rom-coms. Yes, the teen, Those are the high, yes, the teen high school rom-coms. I found like... Um, Clueless, Clueless, 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay, and I reference them quite a bit throughout this, like throughout this podcast. Well, I'm going to anyway. Because um, I loved watching Sabrina the Teenage Witch growing up. Um, I I think Melissa Joan Hart was good in this. Uh, I remember being so pumped that she was in a rom-com. Total fashion on trend for the 90s. It's not as good as Clueless or 10 Things I Hate About You. Okay. But it's still a very fun watch. I agree. I think this movie is like the bubblegum pop version of 10 Things I Hate About You. Because you go through a lot of the same beats, right? Preppy high schooler Mm -hmm. wants the perfect guy to ask her to prom, but they need to scheme up some dating chicanery with the school rebel to make it happen. Obviously, it's not quite that simple and obvious, but they are extremely similar movies. I think 10 Things I Hate About You pulls it off with a little bit more authenticity sometimes. Oh, abs- no, 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 no. Absolutely, <laughs> it does. But this movie, I just can't, I, I can't help but love it. Like, I, I really do actually like this movie a lot. I think, I think off the top, it tries to be angsty and angry the way that 10 Things I Hate About You was. But eventually, this story just, it, it finds its own path. It's funny and compelling. And I think it also tells real stories of high school. Um. That, that some other movies around the same time period don't explore, like Designated Dave and Divine. Oh, yes, and kind of yes, like the yeah. those fringe people. Wow, I feel bad saying fringe people, but like fringe people from high school that didn't show up in other movies. Like you don't see those people in Clueless. You kind of see them in 10 Things I Hate About You. But Designated Dave and like Ray were very interesting characters that I'm trying to think of other movies that have characters like them. Melissa Joan Hart's character in this is extremely bubbly all the time. Oh, it's yeah. almost like 10 Things I Hate About You, Julia Stiles' sister. Yeah. Right? Um, you still had the, you know, the geeky or geeky kids or the nerds and, and whatnot. You still had those kind of niche cliques um, that were also in this movie, in the other movies. It, it's just done a little bit different. But yeah, so like you were saying, they're neighbors, and they were childhood friends. Nicole and Chase, yeah. They were very close, um, and we don't really know at this point why they are no longer friends. Our first meeting is their their parents are at the fence. They're chatting about whatever. I think they're exchanging yeah, some milk. super flirty. And Nicole is pissed at her mom for something, and Chase is pissed at his dad for something, and we get the impression that the parents get along, and the parents have always gotten along, but hmm, the kids, yeah. some kind of rift occurred. Correct. And so like you said, Chase is very angsty, very like, and it's so typical of the 90s to like portray the bad guy, the bad boy like this, right? Like, I was going to say, he could easily be Heath Ledger in 10 Things I Hate About You. 100%. Not, not as hardcore, but like oh my pretty God, similar. Yeah. No, definitely not lighting cigarettes with <laughs> your like, um, what do they call that in chemistry? Oh, uh, like the, it's not a beaker, it's a, um the... The, the thing that lights the... The, the fire thing. Yes. The, oh my wow, God. we did great in chemistry. I know. Holy. That was embarrassing. Anywho, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I said beaker. That holds fluid. Yeah, <laughs> like no, it's, that, it's that's not, the not beaker. 
It's on the t- it's on the tip of my tongue right now. I'm I'm really struggling. And and you listening are shouting at your podcast. Like, how do they not know? Yeah, message us what it is. So Chase Chase is up to something at school. Nicole is like on the prowl for to be asked. Like, I find the one desperate thing about Nicole throughout this movie is like she is desperately trying to get a date from Brad to this centennial event. And instead of just asking him or instead of like being in the same place where he can ask her, they like go around each other and like their friends and be like, um, so-and-so wants to know if you would say yes to Brad about going to the centennial event with him. And it's like, uh, please check yes or no. Like that's how excruciating it was watching this. It's, it feels like it's political. Like, okay, Brad just said to my friend (laughs) that he's wondering if he asked you, would you say yes or no? And she's like, oh my God, that is a sign that like we're, we're into phase three now of the asking out process. Uh, it's all very meticulous and really high school annoying. It is so much. And so. and her best friend, is it Alicia? Alicia is totally like playing into this. Played by uh, Susan May Pratt, who I'm pretty sure is also in Ten Things I Hate About You. Just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, she is actually. I'm reading it right now. Yeah, she totally plays into this. She's Nicole's best friend, and they're going through all the steps to get Brad to ask Nicole out. Yes, all the while Chase is setting up with his two friends. Ray Dave, and uh, yeah, Dave, yeah. Yeah, Ray and Dave. A prank, which we don't know what it is. You first thought you were like, oh, that's a that's a bunch of drugs. And I was like, I don't know if I that's kind of that kind of yeah. movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it was 10 Things I Hate About You, it would have be been drugs, okay? 100%. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they end up putting dye in the sprinkle, sprinkler system, which I thought was hilarious. It's orange. I thought it was paint, but you said it was dye, which makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's for sure. Um, so they basically put dye in the sprinkler system and it went off in the courtyard of where everyone was sitting yeah. and they're clearly different people. That's they our come introduction from, to Chase. Yes, they come from very different worlds. Nicole's priorities is getting a is getting a date to the centennial event and Chase's is causing anarchy. Yeah. And Nicole is also planning the centennial event, which yes. is like their school prom, but their their school happens to be around for a hundred years. Yes. This year. Mm-hmm. Of naturally of course so it's a centennial event everybody's invited it kind of goes through all of these things that are normal high school things uh especially in a movie she's at a basketball game obsessed with being asked oh, yeah. to the centennial event and he is at an underground concert with his then girlfriend like Ooh. again such a very different worlds that they they live in even though they live next door to each other they live in completely different worlds yeah his, i thought uh, that was interesting chase's girlfriend is um delcy played by ali larder she is uh, have you seen this tiktok trend of it's mostly just dudes <laughs> um let's be real but essentially they're pointing out like uh when they were young in their formative years like the attractive people who kind of maybe shaped who they would be attracted to throughout life you know there's like it it ranges from the obvious to the very bizarre. Oh, I think you showed me a few. Like you showed yeah, me. Yeah, like of one dude is pointing out like uh like the '90s X Men cartoon, oh being my like, "Rogue is hot." Oh my god! Uh, but honestly, her and this Dulcie in this movie was. I remember thinking, "Wow, oh my god, that is she's gorgeous." 
she's got attitude. Really? I mean, I definitely thought she was like cool. I was like, oh, you're like, you're really cool. Yeah, you're the cool one. Like you dyed your hair a different color. Oh, whoa. You know? Watch out. You're, you're like kind of angsty and you like wear cool clothes. You're not like preppy or peppy. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting, though, that you thought that she was attractive. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Hmm. I did think that Nicole's uh, crush Brad looked like Nick or, uh, yeah, Nick Carter. Oh, Nick Carter. Well, it's yeah. the hair. 100%. Tall blonde guy with that haircut. It's In Nick the Carter. 90s, yeah. it's Nick Carter. Like 100%. Backstreet Boys, welcome. <laughs> like all you got to do is break out dancing while you're playing basketball. Yeah. There is your music video. <laughs> Shout out to the dance squad in that basketball <laughs> oh scene. Oh my god, they were so bad. <gasps> that was a really bad. I had secondhand embarrassment. Oh my god, that- especially like Bring It On came out around the same time as this movie, guys. Yes, it did. Like, yeah. Clearly, they couldn't have hired better dancers. That's what I'm saying. Like, there was good choreography over here, and then just this, this, it's a heap of shit. Honestly, it is. Which is so, so funny to me because, like, so spoiler alert, quick fact. This was actually filmed in a real high school mm. in Utah. Like, I like. Do you think it was like the real dance squad I was at about the high to school say. in Utah? But then I'm like, no, they would have hired. They would have hired actors, and probably the high school in Utah would have had a better dance team than that. <sighs> it was bad. Anyway, <laughs> at this event, at the basketball game, I shouldn't say event. At this basketball game, Nicole finds out that her crush is actually taking somebody else to the event because he slams into her. She's a cheerleader on the other team. And eventually after, Nicole finds out that she is no longer Brad's favorite. Well, that's right. We get, we get a great meet cute. Yes. Not between Nicole and Brad because they already know each other. Brad's playing basketball. He hits a cheerleader. Yeah. And he like lays on top of her for yeah. a remarkably long time. Yeah, yeah, but they're kind of stunned. They're staring at each other. This is the thing I love. He gets up. He doesn't even help her up. He doesn't even apologize. Yeah, he doesn't even apologize or help her up. He just, and we're supposed to, we're, we're led to believe like, wow, oh my God, what a man. But yeah, and then later Nicole finds out, oh no, phase three of the getting Brad to ask me to prom proposal process has been hijacked because now he wants to take this other girl and he's in love. And during this, this is where on the flip side, Chase is with his friends, Dave and Ray, but Dave has met somebody online called Daughter Judy Mm -hmm. and it's her screen name. So this is like online dating, which is really funny in the 90s. Did I guess online dating kind of existed? Was it like chat rooms? Uh, 90s, yeah. They were probably in chat rooms. Like, like AOL? <laughs> I was going to say, MSN probably wasn't around yet, right? MSN was like early 2000s, mid-2000s. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe? I yeah. feel like... So, yeah, they were probably in a chat room of some kind. Yeah, so daughter Judy, Dave's talking to her, and they're supposed to meet up, but nobody ends up showing up a theme throughout the movie is that dave is constantly talking about this daughter yeah and that's why i bring it up it the the scene really doesn't give much but it does kind of give the first instance of where we see this situation daughter judy happening yeah and i i mean i think the audience is led to believe maybe she doesn't exist dave's a little bit of a loser uh great guy though but like he's kind of or he's being catfished Right, he's being kept. Right, well, exactly. There's just daughter Judy might not actually exist. Yeah. Okay. Or Dave. We love Dave. We do love Dave. He's he's very well intentioned, mm-hmm. and I think he wants to be cool. So Nicole 
is no longer going to the centennial event because she thinks even though she's putting it on she's like oh my god what was me brad's not gonna ask me who's gonna ask me no one's gonna ask me everybody else dates meanwhile dulcie has broken up with chase yes big time so nicole calls chase to tell him to take her to the centennial event take me you're drunk i'm desperate oh well when you put it that way you're not offended so don't pretend to be. My guess? You're intrigued. I am. Words out, Dulcie dropped you. We can save each other from disgrace. Each other? What's in it for me? If you have to ask, you're not as smart as you think you are. And he kind of agrees at that at this point. And then Chase calls his ex and leaves a super long message, which is so like really awkward. Yeah. So Chase, Chase got broken up with by Dulcie. He's in a bad spot. So Nicole made this proposal. Hey, if we start dating, that will get Brad jealous, right? Then he's going to swing back around to me. Meanwhile, Dulcie's going to see us together. And the same thing will happen with you. You'll be able to get your girl back. I'll be able to get the guy I want. So we'll just pretend to date. Let's make it happen. So they they agree to a plan and a, uh, a makeover montage ensues. This is like he's all that. Or sorry. This is like she's all that, but in Drive Me Crazy. But yeah. And really all they do is get him like a pair of khakis and, and comb his hair back. And slick back his hair, which like, I'm sorry, no. He, no. He did not look better. <laughs> no, he didn't. He actually didn't. Hey, I've got a question for you. Okay. So this movie is Melissa Joan Hart, Adrian Grenier. Yeah. Adrian. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I think this movie is the pinnacle of like, all oh, right, that's that person from that one thing. Right. Okay. So like one hit wonders. Bing. Oh, oh my God. One hit Sarah, wonders. Look at you. This, this is, is a one this hit is wonder a movie. One hit wonder. Like, like Eiffel 65 with I'm blue. Yeah. Cause Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina, the teenage witch off the table. Loved Name, her in this. Right. Loved her in that. Name one other thing she's done. So she was in a TV, uh, TV show called, uh, Melissa and Joey with Joey Lawrence and she was Melissa Joan Hart, and they had a TV show they on, like, themselves? NBC. No. Um, I don't know if they, like, yeah, I, well, they must have played themselves because it was Melissa and Joey. But, yeah, like, they had, like, a family. Like, it was a sitcom. It was, like, a 30-minute show on NBC or Peacock, like, Fox or whatever, whatever one of those. Gun to my head, ABC, I would not ABC have... family, probably. Oh, yeah. no, yeah, ABC. Gun to my head, I would not have been able to. Oh, yeah, no, it was on for a few years, actually. Adrian Grenier. Can't say I Entourage. Can't. I remember him. Oh, he was in Entourage. I knew he did oh, something. He's the else. star of Entourage. Yes, that's what I. That's what I mean. Huge show. Other than that, Emmy nominated. No. But why would he ever do anything else when he had Entourage? You know what's funny about Adrian? He is now uh, very into Bitcoin. He's trying oh to get his own gosh. Bitcoin community going. <laughs> his own Bitcoin community going. Well, good for Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> Good for him. He's using that entourage money, Sarah. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's what he's up. Okay, so what has Melissa Joan Hart done other than So so Melissa the funny Joey? thing is I'm Googling it now and she actually has done a lot of shit. Nothing like legit though. Nothing big. And let me see the framing here. Yeah, Grenier is a Bitcoin advocate and is developing a farming community a farm, in Texas. A farming community in Texas. Okay, good. That for would him. use cryptocurrency for exchange. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like is it like a cult? It's a farming community that uses cryptocurrency? Oh. Yeah. The look on your face right now. 
I'm a little freaked out by that. I'm going to be honest. Okay, I, so ugh. moving on to Melissa Joan Hart. Ugh. Like, you know when you go through Wikipedia and you see all the movies? Yeah. But there are no actual links to, like, 90% of the movies? That means it was a shit movie and you can't even Wikipedia the movie. That's not a good sign for Melissa Joan Hart, okay? Aww. Oh, Lifetime original. Exactly. Oh, That's, so she's on the Lifetime channel. Yeah, she's got some Hallmark shit going on. Cool, Lifetime cool, originals. Cool, cool. I like it. Those are always good watches, you know? Stop the lying. feel-good movies. You're lying to yourself and you're lying I to everybody. I am not lying to myself. They always are feel-good movies because you always know how they're going to end. It doesn't mean it's Happy. a good movie. It's just... It's not. It doesn't. Okay. Predictable. N- predictable. Uh. Not well made, but still feel good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's remember that. <laughs> oh my god. So Nicole drags her new beau to uh, the basketball game, which you know what he fits right in though. Like he does a really good job. He's not overly awkward about it. Well, he does yell and get stand up when like. Everyone else is still sitting because he thought that it was like a cheer, but it wasn't. Um, but otherwise, like he makes really good friends, like quick friends with um, Nicole's guy friends. With, with like the cool guys yeah. of the school, like the other jocks and stuff like that. He, he ends up in a baseball conversation with one of them. I think one of the key things about this movie and specifically Chase in this movie is that his life was probably on the trajectory of being just like a very normal, maybe even like one of the more popular kids in school. And then we learn about something that happened five, ten years ago maybe. And now like his life's just different and I think his outlook on life is different. But it's very clear like, yeah, he likes all the same shit that these guys like. He just doesn't want to be popular. Um, so they go riding after the game. They go driving down Main Street. and uh, So stupid. This is hilarious. What a waste of gas. And you know what? I'm sorry if this is something that occurs in your hometown, but just like watching this, like after a home game, we just drive down and honk our horns at each other. Is that a thing? That'd, that'd be interesting. Oh, I'm sure that, that probably happens. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Can we walk down? Like they were driving so slow, we could have walked as fast as the cars. Oh, yeah. But that's not the point, Sarah. Oh, we're, dr- we're to, driving. We're driving, and Chase has, like, this really old... Um, yeah, that's cool. It was like a Mustang or something. It's pretty cool. Think you could stand anymore? Well, what'd you have in mind? Cruising Broad Street. I, I thought you had to have a letter jacket. For oh, that. that's just... And some girls notice Chase. <gasps> and Melissa's oh like... Melissa's excited... Or not Melissa, sorry, Nicole. Nicole's excited about it. She's like, oh, did you see those girls looking at you? Oh, my gosh. Like, they're, they asked they asked me about you the next day. Well, like, yeah. the very next day, girls start asking, hey, are you dating Chase? And Nic- Nicole kind of brushes it off. But the plan is working. Yes. It's getting out through the high school. Oh, my God. Nicole and Chase are together. Eventually, it will reach Brad's ears. Yes. And Dulcie's ears. And so part of Nicole's backstory is that her parents are split and Nicole doesn't get to see her dad a lot. I think he kind of bails on a lot of stuff and they don't really have a close relationship anymore. But she meets up with her dad and they go for a hot air balloon ride, which is so cool. Okay. Okay. I do have one thing to talk about, though. Can we talk about how she throws a heavy book off the hot (laughs) air balloon hundreds, hundreds of feet up in the air? Like if that hits someone, it could possibly kill them. Absolutely. It could. Like, how was that okay? Like, I watched it, I was like, haha, and then I started thinking, I was like, oh, no. No, no. Oh, no, that's really bad. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, so Nicole's relationship with her dad is pretty fractured. Yeah, she, she <laughs> so they're in this hot air balloon, and he's like, listen, this book will explain, you know, my feelings. And she's <laughs> like, oh, she grabs so it, throws it, she's like, oh, that's the reason why you're never around. Got it. Okay, goodbye. That's like, isn't there a story about somebody, like, tossing a penny 
off a skyscraper yes, yes. and literally killing a human. I believe so. Yes, I don't know if that's like fact or fiction, but um, I should look it up. Yeah, well, the, the, the frick, this lady's throwing a book. I know. Question: Stupidest hobbies or hobbies mm. with the weirdest names? <laughs> Nicole's dad. He even <laughs> talks about this. Okay. He's going to a ballooning festival. Yes, he is a balloonist. A balloonist. He is. <laughs> His hobby is hot air balloons, and that is what those things are called, mm-hmm. a ballooning festival. Yes, yes. That sounds like the stupidest thing. Hey, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, I might go ballooning. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, like, I actually thought when you when you asked me that, I thought you were talking about, like, making balloon animals, and I was like, I don't remember that in the movie. Oh, no. And then I was you like, oh, yeah. Animals, that, balloon animals is even cooler than this, Sarah, because there's a practical thing. You can make children smile. Oh. I appreciate if you are an enthusiast of balloon animals. Okay. Hot air balloons? It's fucking dumb. Honest, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, so something that my mom does okay. um, is called uh, hard danger, and it's actually spelled um, hard danger. <laughs> hard danger. Yeah, hard danger. Hard-anger. Like hard danger. Um, okay. It is, uh, it's an embroidery traditionally like works oh. with white thread on white, even weave linen or cloth. Well, even like hardanger. What a weird hardanger. It's. I mean, it is. It's hardanger. I just make fun of her because it's like. Before you but. said what that was, like it's literally what she's knitting. She's embroidering mm. stuff. It's embroidering, not knitting. But but yeah, like it's it's like very very old, like back to the seventeen hundreds, and like hardanger sounds like um extreme roller skating. Um, um you know what? It sounds you know, dangerous. It, that, that's what I mean. It but sounds something not. that's grittier than. Than um, embroidery, yes. Yeah. Other hobbies with stupid names, extreme ironing is a good one. I like oh, okay, that. hold on, no, 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 no. Let's let's just come back here for a second. Extreme ironing. How many pairs of underwear can you iron in a minute? Like, is that the kind of thing? Like, is it extreme ironing? Is an extreme sport? No, it's not. <laughs> in which people take ironing boards to remote locations. Oh my god! And iron items of clothing. I'm not even kidding. You can Wikipedia this. This is real. Can you picture somebody doing that at the top of like the Grand Canyon? Just take like a, take ironing, a ironing, take a ironing. That's a guy on the um, Revelin. That's Ross em- that's field. embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, so so some locations where such performances have taken place, um, in the middle of an M1 motorway, uh, oh wall parachuting. God. Somebody ironed wall parachuting. That's wall. pretty impressive. Under oh, the wow. ice sheet of a frozen lake. Somebody no. ironed under the ice of a lake. Okay. Extreme ironing is real. I, you know, I don't even own, we don't even own an ironing board, so. And you know what? We now couldn't that I've talked partake. it out, extreme ironing is still cooler than being a f- balloonist. Like, no, I don't so think so. Th- what? No way. No, Come no, on. no, no. Oh, he, he no. just goes in a hot air balloon, floats around. Don't you always see those crazy pictures of like balloonists, like hot air balloons in Turkey? Like when there's like hundreds yeah. of them? I've always wanted to go there to do that. So Chase makes a good point to Nicole. He says, you know, you, I've done everything you've wanted to do so far. I go see your friends. I hang out with your friends. You know, why don't we do something that I want to do? And so Nicole, like, and actually I figured I was like, Nicole's going to push back. She's going to say, oh, like what I, like I'm right, blah, blah, blah. But she goes with him to one of the underground concerts and she's a really good time. One thing I find very endearing about Nicole's character is that, and this is one of the differences to 10 Things I Hate About You that I really like, where their characters are very uncompromising in their morals, yes. in their structure. Whereas Nicole, you're right. He 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 
tells her in a very reasonable way, hey, you know, I've only been hanging out with your friends. Yeah. When yeah. are we going to do something I want to do? And she says, hey, fair enough. And they go to this underground concert. And she's there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. There's also that they go out dancing on the dance floor or whatever. Yeah. The Donnas are playing, which I'm going to talk Donnas, about a little bit later. Yes. And then we do see um, Chase kind of goes to the bar, which they're definitely underage, so I'm not sure. Oh, that's why I said it's an underground concert. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dulcie's there with her new boyfriend. Oh, they start yeah. getting into a conversation. Nicole sees this. Yeah. Springs into action. I love this. <gasps> she comes up. She's always like a good wing person well and like she is we we do understand her character is i won't say conniving but she's definitely reading the pieces on the chessboard she understands the assignment she under she understands the (laughs) assignment sarah so she rolls in (laughs) and she just hi 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 to dulcie hi to the guy starts making out with chase that's a good kiss too they hadn't kissed yet in the movie that was technically the first kiss and Dulcie, like, you can see her face is getting red. She's annoyed. Mission accomplished, Nicole. We're making Dulcie jealous here. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So the day at the beach. Uh, so all of them go, the popular kids, they go to the beach. Or I guess they're on a river. It's not really a beach. Um, and they're all just hanging out. The girls are on floating on tubes in the water. And then the guys are up on the rocks hanging out, just chit-chatting. Do guys really talk about those things? Like sometimes I, I feel like guys just like don't talk about like that kind of stuff. But then I guess they do. What do you mean do? that kind of stuff? Well, I don't know. They're talking about the girls. <clears throat> but no, but Sarah, they're, they're not just talking about the girls. Look at them down there. Talking about us. Saying what, Eddie? Uh, you know, he's cute. He's sweet. He's built. They're talking about what the girls are talking about. <laughs> and they're talking about how the girls are probably talking about them. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome okay. to the self-importance of man. I was man. just about to say how <laughs> self-absorbed to think that the women down below are actually talking about you. And don't get yeah. me wrong. They were, in fact, talking about them. But still. But let me just remind every man, we're not always talking about you. The world does not revolve around you. <laughs> But if you're asking, do the guys think that you are yeah, thinking about that? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> that is, well, not every guy, obviously. What pea-sized but... brains do you guys have? I know. We're, we're, we're very simple. Simple. We like, um, <laughs> we like it when cars go really fast in a circle. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we are simple, I'll admit. So then we jump to, there's this house party. And, of course, Chase and Nicole have been invited. There is an underlying theme with Chase and his friends Ray and Dave that Chase is now hanging out with Nicole and the popular kids a lot more than he's hanging out with Dave and Ray. Yeah, he's he's kind of forgotten them. He's kind of forgotten them a little bit, and they're getting a little bit annoyed about it. But they go to this party, Nicole and Chase do. They've been having some drinks, and remember how Alicia has hatched this plan? We don't really know much about the plan, but we know it's nefarious. Yes. So she has Brad kind of corner Nicole in one of the bedrooms to talk to her. Meanwhile, Alicia goes after Chase, and when we meet Chase, he is knocking back tequila shots. And Chase is watching, you know, kind of from afar, Brad and Nicole talk. We're thinking like, like, I think there's an understanding, oh, this is the plan, she's talking to him, but I think maybe he's a tiny bit jealous. I think he's catching a little bit of feels, and so is Nicole. Yeah, totally. And eventually, Alicia grabs Chase and kisses him. 
At the same time, Nicole spins around and she catches Alicia and Chase making out. And it's, yeah, it's it's a big moment in the movie. It's kind of dis- like uh, the walls are falling down. Yeah, she is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Alicia is, yeah. Yes, Absolutely. that is what Alicia is. She's a horrible best friend, which like I think in that moment, they are no longer best friends. She's just She just wants to make Nicole feel like shit. Mm-hmm. There's a line in this where where I think it's Chase says popular kids wouldn't be popular if there weren't any kids who weren't. Something like that. Those aren't the exact words, but like he says them to Well, he says that to, to Dave. Dave. Yeah. And how this comes about is that Nicole's drunk, she needs to go home. Chase goes home at the same time and it's designated Dave who's driving, who comes to all these house parties. Yeah, we haven't really touched on that. So yes. Chase's good friend Dave, they call him at school designated Dave. Because anytime people are drunk at a party, they call Dave and he shows up. We get the impression that they probably abuse yes. this from Dave quite a bit. And he's trying to, you know, be popular, but also he's just trying to be helpful. Absolutely. But it's definitely not being received. It's kind of like he's kind of like a taxi service for the cool kids. Can I shout out their other friend, Ray, real quick? Mm-hmm. So when Dave arrives to pick up Nicole and Chase, Ray gets out. And so so Dave's shtick is that, you know, he's virtually dating this gir- girl, daughter, Judy, whatever. He's designated Dave. He, you know, wipes the floor during the basketball game, stuff like that. Ray, however, is all into video editing. He runs the school announcements, which are done via, you know, video school announcements. Yes, whatever. he does. <laughs> and at one point, he's chatting with Nicole about that band, the Donnas. And Ray shows her a, a music video that he did for the Donnas. And she kind of, I think she says something about how, like, we're going to see you on MTV in 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Little did she know. Um, Sticking up for them to her other popular friends. That's when she says, she says, you're going on about how designated Dave and Ray are, you know, nerds or whatever. She said, they're going to be more successful than you ever will be. Mm. I was making a joke about how MTV stopped airing music videos in, like, the mid-2000s, but... um, Yeah. But that, I want to point out the music video is, like, peak late 90s you're so right it's so so like and I, and i think it's such a time capsule of a period where you know you could just look at a music video and be like oh my god that's so 90s or so early 2000s mm-hmm. so what is something so vivid in your mind that you know if i say a late 90s music video you think of like hit me baby one more time with mm. britney spears or any backstreet boys or nsync bye 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 like Everybody knew the dance. You knew the dance <laughs> that you needed to do to sing along with the song. Yeah, totally, totally in my mind forever. Wow, I went a completely different direction. Which direction did you go? I went Beastie Boys Intergalactic. I, you know what? I also can see that one in my head. The too. robot yes, kind of yes. walking through the city. Yep. Um, also, Offspring, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. There's something about that song oh, and that yeah. music video. It just sticks out in my mind. So after Dave drops... Chase. Oh, actually, Chase ends up getting out of the car and just walking the rest of the way. Dave goes back because he gets another call for a- another pickup from the popular kids. And it is Dee, Dee Vine, mm-hmm. and uh, her boyfriend at the time. And uh, he starts trying to make a move, not Dave, Dee's boyfriend, um, and starts calling her fat. Dave pulls over and he pulls a solid, like good for him, except he ends up getting the shit beaten out of him. Yeah. But good for Dee for having some pepper spray and pepper spraying her own boyfriend. Yeah. Dee's boyfriend was one of those jock Ugh, yeah. characters that Chase had ended up having to hang out with a lot. Yeah. 
And then um, it's a pivotal scene. It's a foreshadowing scene for like kind of foreshadowing for for the next little bit. So next up, we have my best scene. Okay. It's the film that Ray puts on the morning announcements. Oh, epic. So Ray is, he's kind of awkward and uncomfortable, specifically bringing his camcorder everywhere he goes. That's his shtick, right? I love he, him. He's the video guy. Yeah, it's it's kind of annoying. <laughs> he's videoing people at their most vulnerable. With that said, yeah. he ends up putting together, cutting together, all this video of the high school jocks and preps and popular people um, at these parties and just like when, when they're being more or less horrible people. And he cuts all that together and he runs it in lieu of something that was supposed to be happening during the morning announcements. The morning announcements are much like an actual like news uh, program where, you know, there are two hosts and they throw to things and they threw to something. And instead of it being that thing, it was this video of him like comparing the popular kids to like chimpanzees. And to, uh, like, um, Nazi Germany and stuff like that. It was pretty... Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was so funny. And especially because because Chase has been so involved with Nicole and the popular kids, we really learn how horrible they are. Yeah, at this point, Chase, Nicole, they're a little bit split up, right? It kind of came at the perfect moment to shed some light on, like, yeah, we all agree that these people are horrible, right? Being popular is stupid because the popular people suck. And now we are racing to the end of the movie. The Centennial Gala has finally come upon us. Um, Brad actually asked out Nicole, and she said no. She wanted to take somebody else. She takes Ray instead, which I thought is so sweet. Yes. Also important at this moment, um, Dulcie and Chase have gotten back together. Yes, and I do think that Nicole's still hung up on Chase. Well, she sees. So there, there's this common thing that happens a few times in the movie where Chase is walking through this one specific hallway, <laughs> and Dulcie kind of tackles him and runs him into the janitor's closet, and they make it or whatever. Uh, so Nicole saw this occur. So we're well aware, okay, Dulcie and Chase, they're back together. Nicole's going to take, however, Ray to the prom, even though Brad did ask her. She turned him down. Good so now Nicole. we're at the prom. Yeah. Our boy designated Dave. Finally, so all throughout the movie, like we've been talking about, daughter Judy, she's not real, right? You're just, you're messaging some very large man from Idaho. <laughs> He's in his mom's basement, and that that's who you're talking to, right? No. You know, she gave him the address, da daughter Judy did. We get a really great scene. I remember this scene where the door opens. We only see Dave's face, and he just says, whoa. I know, I loved it. Spoiler I, alert. I kind of had an inkling of who it was. It was Divine. It was. Who he saved just like a few scenes ago yes. at the party. Yeah, and I think that solidified the final meeting. You're the final, them finally meeting. Yeah. And Chase and Dulcie, off the top, are not going to the Centennial Ball. So that's where we're at. And so part of the Centennial event, they have this big reveal of, of the, the senior class and what they're going to be leaving behind for years to come for other high schoolers to enjoy and the, the, the school to enjoy and so the king and the queen of time which is divine and, and they are so important in this movie <laughs> it's the centennial ball it's gonna be the the event of the century well i remember they were talking about how judy or sorry divine was the the time like this time person and i kept I know, asking they, you i was like they don't explain it in the movie they don't because you're like who is this time person like why is she called that why do I they call they even her teasing her like making fun of her yeah they and weren't. and she did 
she's backstory on divine is that she actually doesn't fit in completely with the popular kids because she had lost a lot of weight so mm. prior to her losing this weight she was unpopular just because she had a little bit more weight which was ridiculous the king and queen of time they announced the centennial sculpture and who is sitting on the top of said sculpture so chase and dulcie they were going to something at some bar she walks in She's all happy. She talks to the bartender. She looks back. Chase is still at the door. Tears start to well up in Dulcie's eyes. Well, Chase is getting out of Dodge, bro. He's going to the Centennial Ball. And where is he? He's underneath the curtain of the (laughs) dumbass sculpture that they're leaving behind for generations to come. It was a weird sculpture. Okay, top entrances or top, like, gestures in a rom-com. Top gestures? Not like not okay. Gestures, there's so many of them. So it doesn't have to be the top. I was gonna say there like, are so top, many grand romantic gestures. Yeah. So let's talk about some. This is the stupidest thing. Yeah, I know. This is the worst entrance <laughs> into a ginormous gesture of yeah. life. Okay, ten things I hate about you. The bleacher scene with Heath Ledger oh, singing. So That's good, gotta be number Sarah. like number one. So good. Never been kissed when Josie apologizes to Sam in the newspaper and tells him to meet her at the baseball game. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Epic. The Notebook, when Noah built the dream house for him and Allie, even though they weren't together, and then it was published in the newspaper. And finally, Pretty Woman, when Edward overcame his fear of heights for her on the fire escape. Can I throw out one that is not as grand? Absolutely. It's definitely maybe when Ryan Reynolds' character finds that book. Oh, God. That she's been looking for 100%. Oh, I'm going to... The book from her dad, and now her dad's passed away. Wow, I'm tearing up. Oh my god, you are. Wow, it's so beautiful. So yeah, uh, Chase (laughs) sliding down the sculpture. No, it's not on that level. And that and that was my point. That was my point of this is to show like in the grand scheme of things, this is not a great entrance. I would then look at that. We're, We're back to the how is cheese graded. Oh, that's a terrible cheese. That's terrible cheese. It's that terrible drops cheese. my cheese number. Yes, it's terrible Fair? cheese. Fair? Yeah. Okay. It's a lower rated cheese. Well, it, it could be a good cheese movie, but that was bad cheese, so now you, you lose a point for that <laughs> <Yeah>. automatically. <laughs> um, but Chase goes to, like, literally he's standing on the sculpture. He's looking out in the crowd trying to find Nicole, and then he slides down like an asshole. <laughs> like, I probably <laughs> heard his asshole. <laughs> And then, uh, and then he goes looking for uh, looking for Nicole. At which point, Ray does point out because she's you know there with Ray. It's a far, far better thing I do than I have ever done. Right, it was all a scam. Yeah, all worked. Chase and Nicole, they embrace. So, who are we making jealous? Everyone, Nicole. Everyone. together and then we get to the ending so let me get this yeah that's not the ending of the movie that would be a great ending right oh that would be that would be a perfect place to end the movie but no no Mm. no 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 we don't end it there this is my what should have been so let me get this straight chase and nicole finally decide they love each other and they want to start dating and then they find out that they will be living under the same roof because her mom and his dad are have been dating for some time and not only have been dating but they've been decided that they will be moving in together. Yeah. <laughs> There's so a lot many. of questions. But like 
Chase and Nicole get get back home and they open the door and it's Chase's dad and Nicole's mom. It's very clear that they have been having sex. And he says, we're, we're moving in together. Hey, I just don't like the practicality of it. Like, you guys already live in next houses door. beside each other. Yeah, you already live next door. Why? Like, clearly you can handle two mortgages. Yeah. Why would you move in together? I don't, I don't understand. You already live side by side. The movie should not have ended this way. Completely with their parents getting together. Yeah. It didn't feel like the right ending for the movie. You want, the, you want at the end of a movie, at the end of a rom-com, to be happy for the main leads that they end up together. Instead, instead you sit there wondering what is going to happen now. They're step-siblings. Now that your parents are moving in together. It's weird. It's complicated and awkward. I also think, like, like it just wasn't necessary. Like, we didn't no. need that storyline. No, we did not need that ending. They literally, if you're like, we want them to come home, great. They come home, and they go into the treehouse together. That's that's beautiful. That's, yes. oh, wow. And now Super they're cute. Just like they were friends in childhood, you know, it's it's great. The, the yes. parents having sex together was just odd. Yes. What's a weirder family dynamic? Okay. The age of Adeline. She has dated both the father <laughs> and the son. Or, oh. <laughs> drive me crazy, they are dating and their parents are also dating. And they're living together. Like the parents are living together. Ooh, Sarah's thinking about it. What's weirder? Weirder is this. What? More heartbreaking is Age of Adeline. What do you mean? What? Age of Adeline is definitely the answer here. You had sex with the dad, Han Solo, Harrison Ford, oh, yeah, and no, no, the no. son? The sex part, that's weird. But it's heartbreaking because, like, she just stood him up. And for reasons that he he had no control over nor an, an understanding of. And moved on, had children, had, you know, found another love of his life. And had a life. It's weird. So, it's so, weird, okay. but this is just awkward. You know what, Sarah? We're going to play this out and it's going to be really awkward. <laughs> so, you would be you'd be oh, okay if I had sex with your mom no. and you? Okay, no, no, no. Or no. would you be okay with my dad having <laughs> sex with your mom? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> What's worse? They're both bad. They're both bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no winning. All in all, though, wipe that from the history yes, books. And totally. this movie. It's fun. Uh, it's fun. I don't think it's quite on that upper echelon of the 10 things I hate about you and the clueless and the bring it ons. Yeah, yeah. But like, God, what a good. It's a really good watch. I thoroughly enjoy this movie. It's fun. I it liked it. Fun. We're on to quick facts. The Donnas were formerly called the Electrocutes. El- Elijah Wood was supposed to star opposite Melissa Joan Hart, but looked too young standing yeah, next to her. I could see that. The movie is based on the book How I Created My Perfect Prom Date by Todd Strasser. Originally titled Next to You, it was renamed after Britney Spears' song Crazy, or You Drive Me Crazy. And the song was added to the soundtrack. To help promote the movie, Melissa Joan Hart and Adrian Gurnier both appeared in the music video for the song. Melissa Joan Hart didn't like the name change and tried to talk to the studio out of it. She worried that Spears' music career would not take off and the movie would thus become outdated quickly. No way. Todd Strasser has shown extreme displeasure with the final product and has mentioned it when doing author visits at various public schools throughout the U.S. 
Faye Grant and Stephen Collins, who play Nicole's parents, were married in real life at the time the movie was made. The centennial scene was filmed in the rotunda of the Utah State Capitol, and local high school students actually have their proms there. One of the many references to old teen movies is when Nicole suggests that she and Chase cruise down the strip after the game, just like all the kids did in American Graffiti. A yellow deuce coupe, like the one driven in the movie, can be seen behind them when the stoplight turns green. The school scenes were filmed in an actual high school in Utah at Ogden High School. Their mascot is actually a tiger, and the colors are orange and black. It was also the high school used in the movie Three O'Clock High in 1987. The scenes where they're eating at an outside table at the drive-in restaurant was called Kurtz in Ogden, Utah. Kurtz is a popular hangout for the local high school students. The restaurant changed its sign for the movie. Melissa Joan Hart said in an interview that she thought Adrian looked better pre-makeover. He also was her favorite on-screen kiss. D. Vine's screen name of daughter Judy is a light reference to the Jetsons. Its theme song calls the characters by their position in the daughter Judy. Melissa Joan Hart said she and Gabriel Carpenter, who plays Brad, had a fling during filming. Adrian Gernier, who plays Chase, and Allie Larder, who plays Dulcie, also had a brief onset romance. Best scenes. Okay, so we went over your best scene. My best scene, actually, I forgot to say this. At the very beginning of the movie... Um, when he does the uh, die in the sprinkler. I just liked it because it was totally, you didn't see it coming. You It really set the stage for how different they were and how different worlds they, they lived in. And uh, you didn't really know what was going to happen, what was in the baggie, what, what he was doing in that like other room. Like it was it was fun. It was very unpredictable. And uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, a great way to set the stage for the rest of the movie. Honorable mentions. D... And you already talked about it. I thought her scenes, and specifically her and Dave, were some of the most authentic characters in the movie because, Agreed. like you talked about, she she talks about how she was teased for her weight before. She lost it all. She got in with the popular crowd. But she has that conversation with Chase. You think you're happier now? I don't know. You? Jerry's still out. It, it may have been a short list, but before I became what I am now, at least I knew who cared about me. Like him, she's kind of seen both sides of the fence. The curtain's been pulled down on, ooh, the cool kids. And she realizes, like, she's not necessarily happier being in the popular crowd. And I thought it was very, um, yeah, a, a lot of depth to, like, a sideline character that you wouldn't really think. It's good. It, it was a great story. Yeah, I agree. I did like Dee. Um, she was great in this movie. I did also really like Ray and Dave. You're right. They were very authentic. And, I mean, I think that's what their characters were supposed to be, really grounded, really down-to-earth. Um normal you know like not not popular when i say normal just like not over exaggerated like they were kind of like real people we already did what should have been we did before we wrap this up i just want to talk about the movie title because you okay. mentioned it in your quick facts i did that it was based obviously on britney spears song mm -hmm. you drive me crazy if we wanted to apply this same theory in present time what is like a contemporary pop song that you think could translate to being a title of romantic comedy. Drake started from the bottom, now we're here. Ooh, wow. <laughs> that that doesn't feel good, Sarah. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, I'm totally kidding. That was just a joke. It honestly was the first song that popped in my head. Um, it's kind of, like, it would be like a like a, a makeover, you know, Stop montage. Like a, like a never been kissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. But new. <laughs> started from the, from the bottom. Yeah, sure. 
<laughs> There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> okay, so how about Good For You by Olivia Rod- Olivia Rodrigo? Oh, that one's not I bad. feel like you can do something there with Good For You. I think our answer is an entirely just in Taylor Swift's catalog. Oh, my and God, I think you're right. specifically... Who are you? It's the Red Album. Oh, 100% the Red Album. Because... Yeah. We have All Too Well. Great name. Sad, beautiful, tragic. <laughs> oh, my God. That's depressing. That, But that's like an intense romance. I almost do. Come on now. Come back. Dot, dot, dot. Be here. Uh, you, yeah, you can't write that, right? Do, like, you, can, you can't write that shit. The moment I knew. It's written for you. I bet you think about me. Oh, my God. That sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet you'd think about me. That's yeah, like Netflix you. That could be a little, yeah, it could be a little toxic. Um, All Too Well, which is almost already like yes, yeah. a romance drama thing. Yeah, if we want to take the name of rom-com, just take it from Taylor Swift songs. It's great. Uh, I think that's great. Like I said, like you are a creative monster. Creative monster? I'm not yes. creative. Taylor Swift's creative. No, I know, but like, just to, stealing to her come names. up with her entire entire catalog to say like that, like that's a great addition. Well, to be fair, it's only the Red Album. The Red Album, there are like seven choices from the Red Album. Well, it's really good. Good good job. Also, we support Taylor's version, so. Yes, we do. Rewatchability. So my rewatchability is Chemistry, four. Storyline, four. Thirst Factor, 3.1. Imagination, 4.1 soundtrack i'm giving it a 4.3 i actually thought there would be more contemporary like pop music from the 90s in there but we we did have a few hits sprinkled in uh cheese a 3.3 like i said you lost a full point for chase sliding down that friggin sculpture for a total score out of five i got a 3.8 out of five Okay, so I got Chemistry, 3.75. Storyline, 3.75. Thirst Factor, 3.75. Imagination, 3.75. Soundtrack, 4. Cheese, 2.75. For an overall score of 3.6. Whoa, you dropped the cheese down a lot. You normally love cheese, Sarah. I know, but you know what? You brought brought some good points to the epic failure of the uh, sit sculpture situation. And if you don't want me to use uh, French accents on our male lead, oh my God, Adrian Grenier, dying. Uh, feel free to email romcomrewind at gmail.com. If we receive no emails, I'll just assume you would like that. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out, like I said, that's our email address on Instagram at romcomrewind, TikTok. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, throw us a follow, subscribe, and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.